0: Ladies and gentlemen, and fellow golfers, for your entertainment.
1: It's the Golf To Go Hour with Frank LaRosa, brought to you by the Hagen Oaks Golf Super Shop, America's most awarded golf facility. Nature Wood Home Furnishings, where it's all about choices and always about quality.
2: Welcome into the Golf To Go Radio Hour on Sackdown Down Sports 1140. I'm Frank LaRosa, my buddy Scott Marsh is beside me. And Scott, here we go with another week of uh, golf talk on the radio. I can't wait. Let's get to it. We will be back and tell you all what we've got to tell you about right after
1: this. It's the Golf To Go Hour with Frank LaRosa on Town Sports.
2: You know, uh, it's a, what a great time to uh, to be in Northern California. Of course, it's always a great time to be in Northern California. We've got some of the best golf courses in the world, really. Um, it's, it's uh, you know, to the point we can probably even get spoiled when we think about what we've got. Um, but we, we need to remember that it's, it's really high quality golf available. But certainly the U.S. Women's Open is going on uh, right now at uh, at Pebble Beach and uh, 78th uh, uh, tournament uh, in its history and the first time ever at Pebble Beach. So it ought to be a, a, a really fun environment down there.
3: Oh, it's going to be an incredible weekend. And of course, with Rose Zhang, the Stanford uh, player in the uh, tournament, a lot of local excitement as well.
2: Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit uh, with Greg Vaughn coming up about the Gold Rush Classic, as he's going to play there at Rancher Marietta on July 13th and 14th, and that's an opportunity to get out and see, uh, you know, some folks like Reggie Theus and uh, and Greg Vaughn and Mike Merriweather and some former NFL players and former Kings players, and and they'll be teeing it up for charity, um, John Jacobs tournament up there, and 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 somehow. <laughs> Somehow I'm included as a celebrity, and I think that's maybe with a really, really small C at the front.
3: Oh, I don't think so. I think you're the number one pick in any celebrity draft. <laughs> but I tell you who I would choose, no offense to you, if I just wanted to play with the most popular guy, I would play with you. But if I'm picking the best player out there, uh, Greg Ostertag, who's going to be out there, the former seven-foot seven center for the Kings, is honestly maybe the best player I've ever played with before. His handicap is almost scratch. He hits it over three hundred yards off the tee, and he has a short game like I've never seen before. And that's for a seven footer.
2: I was just going to say that's amazing. The guy is so big. I mean, you know, to to have soft hands like that around the greens, you would, you would imagine he hits the ball a long way. But but that short game, that that's really amazing. i to look forward to uh, to shaking his hand and and kind of watching him play.
3: Yeah, it was incredible to play with him. I told him he should be playing in the um, you know American Century tournament. As much as John's tournament is great, it's the same time. But they told him he wasn't a big enough star, so he couldn't get in. I guess if Paige Speronic can't get into the American Century tournament with her 4 million Instagram followers, then maybe it's hard for Greg to argue as well.
2: (laughs) And, of course, coming up uh, in September is the Fortinet Championship uh, at uh, Silverado Resort. And I don't know, is this the – I kind of got lost. Is this the third or the fourth year? Maybe it's the fourth year, huh?
3: I'll have to look. You know, obviously it was the Safeway event beforehand and Fortinet came in. I believe it's the third year with Fortnite coming up.
2: Uh, looking forward to uh, you and I will be at the media day coming up the end of this month and certainly uh, we'll have something to do during the tournament. But, but that's always fun to get the PGA Tour players uh, back here in Northern California.
3: It'll be a great event. Max Homa will definitely be there defending his two-time uh, back-to-back championship. And uh, it's always a tremendous event.
2: You know, we've played a a little bit of golf uh, lately ourselves. We got to play in the Bobby Jackson tournament along with uh, the G-man Gary Gerald and Jason Ross. And uh, I don't know that we distinguished ourselves with our score, but we sure had a lot of fun.
3: Well, you know, time ran out on us because we were just catching fire when most of us had to leave to get to the California Classic. We birdied the last three holes. We were, we were moving up the leaderboard like speed demons, and then it got shut down. But I, I know you and Albie and Connie kept the role going for us. You
2: know, one of the things that uh, that kind of uh made an impression on me scott there were there were a lot of people that are listeners of the show that came up to to talk to us and it, it it's always great to have the kind of feedback that uh, that people seem to be enjoying what we're doing every week and and i keep asking you know what do you want us to do different and and so far nobody has has uh, suggested we you know that we should be you know talking about the color of golf balls or anything like that so that was that was kind of fun to to hear
3: no, that's great. And I, I, I love all the great sentiments we hear. I'm sure part of what you hear, you just don't share with me, is get rid of Marsh. That's probably the number one <laughs> thing they say about the show. <laughs> I appreciate you not mentioning that to me here on the show. But no, the, the comments are great. People enjoyed it. it. The thing that always impresses me is just how popular the game of golf is right now
2: in yeah all across the board i mean it's it's so much fun to to see people get involved in the game and and you, they have that aha moment when they go that's what this is all about i mean it really is very very difficult to describe why any of us would go out there and in effect torture ourselves trying to get better at a game that that you know basically uh, i suppose it's as difficult as you want it to be in terms of what your expectations are but But to see the fun that people are having, you know, that's sort of my mantra. It's a game. So go out and enjoy
3: it. I agree. And I think it's really becoming a universal game. It's truly a game that anybody can play. It doesn't matter what gender you are, what race you are, what age you are you can pick up a club and do something with it. And we've seen people who, you know, fight a lot of physical challenges playing the game and the great work that's being done with PGA Hope and all of that. Everybody can get out there. And even if you just hit one good shot in the round, you have something that you can take away from it. And of course, you're building friends all the way through it.
2: You've played a lot of golf in the last couple of weeks. You you had, what, would you play four days in a row or something? Give us the, the I, right. I have four to admit days. it's been
3: six straight days.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and it started where
3: so six days and six courses i'm having the t-shirts made up pretty soon for the scout march road tour <laughs> so i went from del paso to uh empire ranch to bodega bay to serrano to morgan creek to valley high uh,
2: that's the, you know and if you weren't working with a basketball game last night you'd have played hagen oaks last night as well <laughs> i would
3: have it. finished the, the ultimate seven day rotation no doubt
2: and my guess is that every one of those courses were in pretty good shape this time of year um you know we're starting to get a little bit of heat but uh i've been really surprised at at how well the superintendents have done to keep the grass green and and have it look like uh you know like we're probably in the fall
3: yeah no you know we're so lucky we have so many great professionals in our area who do keep the courses great and such a such a great mix too of you know private country club courses to public courses that everybody can access, you know, uh, different degrees of, of challenge based on where you play, different slopes, different, you know, ups and downs in terms of valleys and, and just a little up climbs. So uh, we've got a great array of different golf courses here. There's no question.
2: And coming up on the show, uh, right after we quit babbling here, is uh, Bob Klein, who's the director of golf at uh, White Hawk Ranch in Gray Eagle. And uh, you know, that's a golf course that you have to get up to. Uh, I, you know, when you when you get up in the Gray Eagle area, I think the the time uh, the clocks go backwards. Uh, it just you know everything kind of slows down. But what a beautiful setting and a beautiful course right there in that valley where they're set in.
3: Yeah, for sure. And I think part of it too. Part of the appeal of golf is you can take that ultimate uh, guy's trip or even if it's ultimate girl's trip. And people think of Monterey, of course, and Dunes. You think of the Truckee area in Tahoe. But I tell you what, Gray Eagle up there in the northeast part of our state, there's so many great courses there with White Hawk Gray Eagle. I look forward to talking to Bob the Dragons up there. You can really make a great trip and, and play some wonderful courses.
2: Greg Vaughn, former Major League Baseball player, Sacramento Grown, will uh, will be with us to talk about not only his charity, but uh, playing in the Gold Rush Classic, John Jacobs Tournament coming up uh, at Rancher Marietta on uh, July 13th and 14th. Uh, So uh, a lot on tap here.
3: A lot on tap and with Greg. We saw him on his birthday on Monday at uh, Bobby's Tournament, and uh, it'll be great to talk about uh, the Gold Rush Classic also.
2: A lot coming up here on the Golf to Go Radio Hour on Sacktown Sports eleven forty. We will be back right after these messages.
1: It's the Golf to Go Hour with Frank Larosa on Sacktown Sports. We are back
2: here on the Golf to Go Radio Hour. I'm Frank Larosa, Scott Marsh co-host, and uh, Scott. Uh, another, you know, I, I guess I, I've been around the golf business more uh, longer than I than I actually care to think about it, but. Uh, I was going to say another old friend, and, and I've I've known Bob uh, Klein a number of years. Bob Klein, PGA, is uh, the head professional at uh, Whitehawk Ranch. And uh, Bob, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you. It's good to be here this morning.
2: You know, um, the, the world of golf is really about relationships. Um, you know, I, I think the, the first time I met you, I just, you know, saw your smiling face across the room and, um, you know, had to meet this guy with the... With, with all the energy. And um, you've, you've been a, a, a good friend for a number of years. But I, I I guess I didn't know as much about your career as I thought. And we were kind of talking a little bit before we got on the air here. Uh, you've been a PGA professional for 40 plus years. And, and you were kind of uh, alluding to how you got your start in Southern California. Why don't you, why don't you pick up on that story again?
0: Uh, I had, I was working for a management company after uh, I'd caddied at a club and and was an assistant at Brentwood country club. And, um, they were looking for someone uh, at one of their private clubs and it was new to them. They had only public courses. So they offered me a position at a club. I took it and it was part of what was, um, club corp at the time. And so I was with at that facility about four years and they offered me an opportunity to move to Northern California, which, um, I was, they knew I was pretty anxious to get out of Southern California and, um, go somewhere else and and i enjoyed the bay area so i ended up at alameda that's where i started my bay area
2: yeah but you had a fun little note about uh being at a dinner with uh the former uh tour player by the name of tommy bolt uh, that was kind of a fun story
0: it was uh he was pretty calm there was nobody gave him a club so he could throw anything but <laughs> um, he was quite a character um I I had seen him play at Southern Hills in a major championship when I was about six or seven years old, and I was just starting to play golf. And I was, um, as I told you, I was collecting tees, so a player would hit a shot and they would walk off or the tee would fly off to the side and nobody would pick it up but me. So that was probably my first big uh, bulletin board, so to speak, where I'm collecting tees and I had their names on it and Arnold Palmer and various players.
2: That's pretty cool. So uh, from from the Bay Area, you got up here to the to the Northern California section um, and, and the Sacramento area. How, how did that transition happen?
0: I was um, I got invited to play in a, a pro-am at the Gray Eagle. There was a professional that had, had an accident, fallen and hurt his arm. And um, I knew I knew Ken Towns, who was up here. I had met him in a tournament and they reached out to me and I came up and played. And um, little did I know shortly after Ken retired and uh, they started interviewing and I came up one that winter interviewed and was fortunate enough to get the job. And uh, I've been with the family 35 years at Gray Eagle Meadows. Wow. That's, that
2: is incredible.
0: And Ken Towns, certainly another legendary
2: name in Northern California, a member of the PGA Hall of Fame. Uh, yeah. You You've rubbed elbows with some pretty cool people.
0: I've been very blessed. I've. My sister played on the tour for uh, 13 years, caddied for her a few times, and we still maintained our relationship after that. (laughs) (laughs) What's that like being out on the tour? Um, uh, The women, thankfully, I only did it about, I think I caddied for four times, one of which was in Japan. Uh, I got to go overseas with her, and uh, we were still talking when we got back. Um, it, It was different. I mean, I was used to seeing... The men's tour, I had played in a couple of tour events, I'd played in a couple majors, and um, it, it's a different world, it, and, but gosh, they're so talented, and now to watch them is amazing. I mean, I still enjoy watching them, the ladies play, and how far they're hitting it, and, and uh, just another game compared to where she was. She was out when Annika was winning a lot um, at the time. Bad timing, huh? <laughs> she did okay. She won a couple of she, yeah, she won. So she was making money. She was happy. She was doing well. That's great. Yeah, she um, made a Solheim, she made a Solheim Cup team, um, a winning team. And so that was pretty exciting.
2: That's very cool. Much her play. So you've been up a Grey Eagle area for 35 plus years. I, I remember the first time I went to Grey Eagle. I'd heard about Grey Eagle and I thought, my God, that's you know, that's forever to get there. And 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 i never made the trek and then finally did and was mesmerized i mean i was i was literally blown away um driving into into that area and being there for a day or so i was absolutely certain that the clocks ran slower up there um you know a, an opportunity to um to relax to rest to you know kind of take life at a slower pace i was I, I I just can't, you know, uh, I've been back a few times and I, I just, I just can't wait to get back again. It's, it's just um uh, especially for a golfer, you know, to put you in that kind of a mood to, to go out and play golf. I, I I just think it's, I'm very jealous of you, I guess, Bob, is what I'm saying.
0: <laughs> it's, it's pretty phenomenal. I mean, having, when I came up here my first time, you wonder when uh, you're going to get to where you're supposed to be going. You're just winding around in the forest but as it has turned out, we, uh, there are five golf courses in the area now, um, easily within 10 minutes of here. And uh, there's new, you know, so many additions in Truckee. So you're, you're going by five, six, seven courses in Truckee or five courses up here. Um, and then Reno's only an hour away. So uh, we get a lot of Reno traffic, but for us in the wintertime, we can make the trek over to Reno and get some golf in they're open a lot more than, than people think.
2: Scott, have you played the gray Eagle area? Have you been up there?
3: I've been up there. Unfortunately, I've not played gray Eagle. I've played the dragon, um, but I've not played gray Eagle. So I need to make that, that, uh, that trip up there. That's, that's just a great, uh, great boys trip to go up there and spend a few days and play the courses up there. And, uh, I've heard nothing but great things, Bob, about gray Eagle.
0: We've been pretty fortunate. We, um, had the opportunity to, um, we were looking at another course, and and I knew that Whitehawk was um, uh, for sale. And so I managed to put the owners, our owners, our family together with the owners of Whitehawk. And we managed to get this done five years ago. So now we are the proud owner of two golf courses up here that are both amazing. I just I play golf literally every day, every afternoon, after work. Um, now I'm just looking at a different view over at Whitehawk. I, mean, I think we're there now.
2: You know, you talk about White Hawk. Um, I, I'll tell you the honest truth. I've I've never played Gray Eagle because White Hawk is just so uh, enticing to me. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's like it's like a little jewel, you know, in in a gold mine. I mean, it, it's um, the the resort there. It's uh, the, the golf course and the, and the lodge. Um, it, it's just a, a package that. You know, it's hard, kind of hard to turn your back on. I, and if I remember correctly, when you're standing on the driving range, as you look up uh, into the horizon in in that valley, that particular picture that you see is on some seal for the state of California or something. I, I I heard that story a long time ago, and and you know, if I were smart enough to have researched it before we talked, I'd be able to tell you exactly what it was. But but you really feel like you're in a little bit of heaven when you, when you're there. And, and one of the most um, uh, enticing and charming golf courses I've ever played.
0: Well, it is, it's funny you mentioned that I, I went over there two or three times a year to play while I was working at Gray Eagle. I just never had the time really. And um, I had, uh, had the opportunity to, so I retired quote unquote from Gray Eagle and had a little bit of time off. And then I reached out to the owners and said, how about I do the buying and some merchandising and, and work a couple of days a week to help out over there. And it's turned into a little bit more than that. Um, we actually have a, a head professional that's working under me and I have become the director of golf, but, um, but to the point you get over there and the view is phenomenal. I just never noticed it. And I don't know if it's on a California site or not, but it is just big sky view where it's all the sky and the mountains that you, I see every day anyway, but not from this perspective. And so it's just been delightful over there, uh, spending my time there and teaching and, and working with our, our new head professional.
2: For someone that has not played, um, White Hawk, they're standing on the first tee. What, what can they expect by the time the day is over?
0: Um, They'll be making the reservations to come back before they make the tournament. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You hear that Scott? So, I did. Get me up uh, there. I'm yes. I need a little bit, would you?
3: Yeah, I'm sold. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, it's just beautiful. Every hole is very unique. Um, my quickly, I'll tell you, uh, Dick Bailey was the architect and, and the white family had started this project. Um, whatever it was, 90, well, before 96, but that's when it actually opened 1996 but um, they certainly had a vision, and I don't know that any of us saw uh, how beautiful it it really was going to turn out. So now, having had the course open nearly thirty years, we're sneaking up on it. Um, it's just spectacular. It gets better every time I play it. I I still play every night. I played last night, got nine holes in. Um, it's just a perfect way to finish a day and go home, and then have to barbecue and hang out. So that's, that's what a we good get life. It's the fourth of July. Yeah, that breaks, loo- breaks loose now for the next few days up here.
3: That's a good life. Hey, a, a question, a little off topic, but since you, your sister played uh, pro golf and you, Caddy, mm-hmm. I'm curious that with the U.S. Open, the women playing at Pebble Beach this week, just your thoughts on the women's U.S. Open being held at Pebble Beach for the first time.
0: I am. It's hard to believe it has not happened, but I'm so excited it is happening for them. You know, they did get some great venues, but it's so nice to see the change that's been going on really over the last seems like three or four years. Maybe it's a few longer than that, but they're finally getting on some phenomenal golf courses where they should be um, just like everyone else. So I'm so happy for them.
3: That, that was your question, Scott? No follow-up? That was my question. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited about the Open this week. We've got so much good golf going on.
2: Yeah, yeah, you know, and this really starts a, a nice period here in Northern California with the Fortinet coming up pretty soon, and you know, then we come Barracuda
3: up in the area yeah. as well.
2: Absolutely the the ACC at uh, at uh, Edgewood uh, it's, yeah. it's a it's a good place to be. Northern California is not only a great place to live, but have some wonderful golf courses and and some um, at this time of year some some great golf to go look at. Um, Bob the uh, years ago as i remember whitehawk was was labeled one of the most women friendly golf courses ever designed um and i'm you know i'm certain that hasn't changed but what is it about the golf course that makes it player friendly
0: i and i was about to touch on that and then i kind of got on another track with mr bailey having designed the golf course um i know he has i don't know all of his courses but he's ha- he has them throughout the united states but he has made a golf course that's very playable, but yet you need to get to uh, certain spots on the on the course to play it maybe more easily. But it's it's so much fun to play a golf course that a, a designer really does, and you you start realizing the places you should be, shouldn't be. To the point of the ladies, we have um, one, two, three, four sets of tees: uh, the one hawk, the two hawk, the three, the four hawk, and then we have the combo tees, which have been so popular over the last few years at all the golf courses so we offer something you know in the 4500 yard range for ladies um on up they can play the one in hats meaning they'll play some one hawks and some of the two hawk tees for some of our ladies who hit it a little further and yeah it's just so accessible for everybody at every level
2: one of the things that uh that always impressed me about being at white hawk too was was the uh was the uh, spirit and uh, personalities and uh, service of, of all of the uh, staff there. Uh, I, I never saw anybody without a smile. Um, the, the the folks that run the, uh, the grill there, you know, it's as if you were their best friend for 40 years when you go in and grab a burger or whatever it is. And, and the, your, your staff that, you know, let you know when your tea time is, it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's just so friendly. And it, and it, again, I think is just, sort of indicative of the gray eagle area
0: well we're we're fortunate enough to have we have a lot of college kids um over there right now working in the outside services area and and you're right we have really run across some good kids um all of them go back to college pretty soon so you may see my grumpy face dragging bags around a little bit (laughs) (laughs) it's not it's not new (laughs) we know how to do that but yeah it's been a delight over there and and again to where you're standing looking up the valley how could you not be pretty happy about where you show up every day to do some work
2: you you mentioned uh, the the 4th of July coming up the the, the whole small town vibe is is just uh, again um I, I think the first time i was there i was just it, it, it kind of brought me back in time to you know simpler times when uh, you know going on trips with my parents and and um you know and auto courts and things like that, that, you know, the, the, you know, the, the smaller kinds of, uh, of, uh, of rooms and even the lodge there at Whitehawk is, is, you know, individual rooms popped around here and there. And one of my most pleasant memories was, was being at, I don't know, was it a foster freeze or something as you come into town and, and just standing in the parking lot with my two kids and my wife, you know, eating an ice cream cone on a beautiful summer evening, you know, with the stars and uh, it it's it it just really paints a picture that uh, that you know I'll have in my mind forever.
0: It's um, you know, it's uh it's it is not a company foster freeze that, that but it is a family that has always run it. And I think we're into our second family in the last 40 years wow. that runs that thing. Yeah, with the soft serve ice cream and all they have going on. Miniature golf course. Um you remember Jimmy Anderson from over at North Star? Uh-huh. Know him? He he actually had the little mini golf. He retired, and he had a little driving next to it and the miniature golf course there. He he kind of did that in his uh, later years in retirement. So it was always nice to stop by and say hello to him.
2: <laughs> you know, I certainly wanted to talk to you about uh, about Whitehawk Ranch, but uh, with all the years you spent at, at Gray Eagle, why don't you give us the you know, the brief description of, of what people can expect over there and come up and play both courses.
0: Uh, well, we have, since we own the two of them, we put something together where you get a, a nice reduction. You play what is called our two hawk our two plate card. So you play one round at Gray Eagle and one at White Hawk. And, uh, that has been terribly, terribly popular since we had purchased the course. So we get a little taste of everything. Gray Eagle is, um, Oh my gosh, we've been open forever. It seems like since uh, mid '60s. Um, phenomenal shape, very small greens, and again, I, as much as I love to play every day, five o'clock, five thirty, I took out, went out there and walked nine holes, you know, whether front nine or back nine. So very busy golf course um, and well received, and people have been coming up here for years, you know, with their family trips, and White Hawk just kind of added to it, and. Yeah, we get a few people that just come up from Truckee and forget to drive the extra 7 miles to see see what else we have up here.
2: <laughs> My guess is with with all the years that you've been there, you see a lot of people returning, you know, in summers with families yeah. and things like that. I mean, that that has to be kind of fun. That's that's, you know, what America kind of uh, you know, it's it's our our mental picture of what uh, the country ought to be and and uh, you've been living it for all these years. That that, you know, I'm I'm sure those stories you know you have lots of them in your head that uh you know at any given moment you know some name pops up and it's oh yeah i remember when their kids were three or something like that
0: it's it's fun to see these little guys grow up and now they're bringing their families and and fourth of july yeah you hit on it it's a a small community we have um the bicycle brigade my grandchildren ride their bikes in that um you know the fire truck leads it to start it off with the siren going and and people line up their chairs a day or two before along the <laughs> along the highway, you know, on all the stores to get their place in line to watch this. And this is going to be my first year I have actually gotten to go and see the parade, you know, with um, whether it was my kids years ago or, or now my grandchildren. But I was too busy working. And so I have that opportunity with um, with my girlfriend, Barbara, who you know. And she's on her way up here and and we get to hang out and do the whole thing. The pancake breakfast, the the parade and all that goes with. And then fireworks. Um, We have them Saturday night. We always, I think we're always on a weekend near the 4th. And it's quite a show they put on.
2: I don't know about you, Scott, but uh, he's making me very, very
3: jealous. I'm in my car. I'm heading up there.
0: (laughs) I know you should be. It's, It's a treat up here. And I do have room in my backyard at my condo. So just bring your sleeping <laughs> bag. The weather's supposed to be good.
2: Uh, <laughs> and well, fine, I, I come
0: wish I kiss you the deer. They'll kind of look at you and ask, what's going on here.
2: <laughs> I don't know why it's taken so long for me to get you on the show, but I appreciate uh, you spending some time with us today. It's a uh, gray Eagle Meadows and, or gray Eagle golf course and, um, and white Hawk ranch. And, uh, uh, go on up and say hi to Bob, and you know he may even show you where the Foster Freeze is. It's uh, it's it's a wonderful spot to be in the Gray Eagle area. Thanks so much
0: for spending some time with us today, Bob. Oh, I appreciate it so much. It was enjoy I enjoyed meeting you, Scott. Also, I do. Bob, thanks for being on. Up. Okay, you are listening to the
2: Golf to Go Radio Show here on Sacktown Sports, eleven forty. Back with more right after this.
1: It's the Golf To Go Hour with Frank LaRosa on Sacktown Sports. You are listening
2: to the Golf To Go Radio Hour here on Sacktown Sports 1140. I'm Frank LaRosa. He is Scott Marsh. And uh, Scott, it's pretty exciting. Uh, our next guest, Greg Vaughn, uh, anybody that uh, has grown up in Sacramento certainly knows the name. He played uh, at Kennedy High School, went on to play Uh, A number of years uh, in the major leagues, and uh, you know, Greg, I was I was doing a little uh, a little research on you today, and uh, as much as I appreciate you and your career, when I just found out you were a cousin of Movon, now you know, as a lifelong Red Sox fan, we are we are buddies. Welcome to the show.
0: That's
1: what it it took for us to be buddies. (laughs) You you a Red Sox fan? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, uh, you know, Mo does not you know, play golf, you know, and uh, he's living in West Palm, but yeah, I have another cup, Sacramento, or Reynolds, that's my mom's brother's son, all the same little league, same pop pointer teams, and he played 11 years in the NFL, so
2: you know, that's that, those are both exciting careers, you you had uh you had an incredible career playing with the Brewers, the Padres, the Reds, the Devil Rays and the Rockies. And, uh, you had a season with 50 homers. You, uh, you hit uh, 45 homers and then you got traded and then, or excuse me. Yeah. You hit 45. You got traded back to back. You hit, uh, you were the second guy in major league history to hit 40 homers, uh, on two separate teams. That, That was a pretty cool record.
1: Yeah. You know, uh, I didn't know much about the records at the time. You know, uh, we had cell phones, but to be honest with you, even about, you know, my stats and my career, I people say what are the numbers, how many home runs? I've never Googled myself. Some people are going to say you're full of crap. The only reason I know the numbers is because when people ask me to sign stuff, they say, can you put 360 something home runs on it and i'm like i hate right numbers on balls but if they ask me yeah i'll do it that's the only reason i know how many home runs i've hit
2: uh, scott you and and greg have known each other for for a number of years what what's your biggest takeaway of of greg and his career or, or of your friendship
3: you know, just how wonderful he is to the community. You know, he's just one of those guys, and we're lucky in Sacramento because we have several of them, but a, a guy who accomplished so much at the highest level and has just given so much back to the city. And that's what I've always admired about Greg so much. And just, uh, you know, Frank, how accessible he is to the point there's not a person he hasn't uh, signed an autograph for or shaken a hand with or just been extremely friendly with. And those are the people you love to be around. So that, that would be my takeaway from Greg. And, Greg, it's great to have you on the show. And uh, I know as much as you're baseball, you are a a golfer diehard as well. You love getting out there on the course.
1: Oh, yeah, I do. And, uh, you know, my birthday is on Monday. And my daughter's boyfriend and my boys are coming up. And they're like, Dad, we're, we're golfing. You know, they got the bug. Corey, my oldest, who played five years in AAA for the Mets, he he's like, Dad, we'll be there. And, you know, I, I took my grandson to the first tee, you know, to get to get him going. So it's going to be a boys weekend in Vegas uh, golf golfing. Well, uh, ha-
2: uh, uh, an early happy birthday from the Golf to Go radio show from Scott and I uh, Greg. You uh you know, you had this great career. You're uh, you're retired now. You're playing a lot of golf, but uh as as Scott mentioned, you you certainly want to give back. You have a, a your own charity uh tournament and uh if I'm not mistaken, it's to uh, benefit diabetes, is that correct?
1: Yes, at the time it was for juvenile diabetes. My oldest, when I was in Toronto, came down. Uh, I got a call saying he had juvenile diabetes, and I, you know, I couldn't be out of there on the next thing smoking in Canada because air traffic control—they don't care who you are; they just shut everything down. And so I went to the business center to try to learn as much as I can, I could about you know, juvenile diabetes because I never heard of it before. And I was sort of ignorant because I said, isn't that for like out of shape? Older people. So I went to the learning center on that computer and uh, started printing out all this stuff, had to get more paper because I knew that that first thing in the morning I was out of there. I went from Toronto straight to... The children's ward at Sutter, and uh, try to gain as much knowledge as I could about this disease because I know I had to walk in that room and be strong for my son, and be strong for, you know, my ex wife, wife at the time, and it's one of the scariest things you have to ever go through, you know, you know, now you got to count carbs. I mean, he played every single sport uh, and you read about amputations, you read about seizures, you read about all these things. And it was a lot to grasp in a very short time. And uh, I didn't leave the hospital. We stayed. I stayed in his room on that fold couch for six days, trying to learn and gather as much information as I, as I could, about juvenile diabetes and then I got on the board of diabetes to try to figure out how can we you know come together as a a nation and try to bring awareness to it and I said you know what why don't I host my own golf tournament and try to raise money for this chapter because it's just, just not for my son my son you know, with my insurance and stuff at the time, he was going to get his medicine, but it I still amazes me how do you live in the United States of America and people can't pay for, they didn't sign up to have diabetes, but they can't afford their medicine, you know, and it, it's come leaps and bounds, but now the only scary thing about this, it's not juvenile, it's called type 1. So, at any moment, Frank, myself, Scott, we are, our pancre- pancreases can shut down and we will be insulin dependent. So, that's how my foundation started. And after years of doing that, I did not want to be pigeonholed into just diabetes. I said, we have to make this tournament bigger. So, We can help the needs of the local community, you know. And during COVID, we fed over probably about four hundred thousand people. My wellness centers and stuff that I have partners in. We we and actually it was their idea to start uh, free IVs and uh, for essential workers, firemen, and police officers, nurses to try to keep them safe. And then, you know, came that distance learning. And, you know, when the mayor's office calls you and says, hey, uh, can you help these kids in District 2? I grew up in District 7 out in South Sac. Hey, now we need Chromebooks and whiteboards. So, you know, the, the foundation is for whatever we're going through in our community or society. And if we can help, we'll help.
2: That's an, that's an amazing story, Greg. And uh, we're talking to Greg Vaughn, um, former major league player who uh, was born and raised here in Sacramento, went to Kennedy high school and uh, is giving back to his community. Uh, Well done. And uh, you know, and and the, your your tournament this year happened uh, just last month and, and somehow we missed it on our calendar. So, please know that next year uh, we'll have you back on to talk about uh, how people can get involved in your charity and how they can help.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, I can give you a little bit of save the date from what I heard. It's going to be the last uh, weekend last week on a Monday in April, whatever that is. So yeah, we're going to go early and, We're just going to try to, like I said, do our thing and bring as many people as we can out there to help us raise money. And like like I said, there's no one on my staff that gets paid. I don't get paid. It actually costs me money. So, you know, it's just. But like I said, I, I was raised, you know, my grandmother and my mother. I watched them write those checks every single week, no matter how much we had or didn't have to sell it arm, then, you know, the banks and then every holiday, go down there and serve people. So that was something that was instilled in me at an early age and something that I will take with me. Well,
0: well
2: I'm
3: already looking up flights to Vegas for the la- that last weekend at April, Greg. So count me in for next year. Yeah, it's- <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're doing it that at over there. Oh, I don't even need a flight. We're doing that over there next okay. week. All right. Excellent. Uh, As again, someone who certainly supports this local this charity, <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> love it. You've uh, you've uh, agreed to be at the uh, at the Gold Rush Classic coming up July 13th and 14th at Rancher Marietta Country Club uh, in in uh, support of Jordan's Guardian Angels, Make a Wish, and and some other local charities. Greg, what do you? Why do you find time? to support other charities as well. What is it about Sacramento and what is it about uh, uh charity that, that means so much to you?
1: Well, for me, I, I just think Sacramento is my base is, is my roots. It's everything that defines me. That's where I come from. I'm proud to come from Sacramento and everyone needs help. And if I can do, a min, uh, my little bit to help someone make Sacramento a better place. I will, uh, I will do it. And plus, I believe in John. You know, you know what I mean. So for me, it's it's a chance to go out there and have that locker room because you know, with all the guys, you know, I don't miss playing. Trust me, my body hurts. I don't miss playing. <laughs> I, <laughs> But, but, but to see the guys and in the locker room and you know be able to see some kids and different people that you're actually helping i mean that, that's enough said it's uh that's what I'll do my birthday's monday i'll be up, I'll be at Bobby Jackson's on monday you know what i mean He's, his his tournaments on, on my yep. birthday and i i'm going to go help bobby you know what i mean for cancer it, it's it's just that's just what we do, Bob. You know, Bobby supports me. You know, from Doug Christie. Like I said, the live, the, the sports world. It doesn't matter what realm you are, you are in. It is a brotherhood, and if we need help, and particular, like you're talking about golf, you know what I mean. And they show up, and so I'm going to show up for Bobby, and I'll be there for the Gold Rush
2: john uh john jacobs is the is the john that greg was referring to tournament director of the gold rush classic and um uh the guys that uh he's looking forward to seeing are you know oj anderson from the cardinals jeff barnes raiders uh jim barr certainly from the giants uh uh ron brown who apparently uh john jacobs played some high school ball with which i thought was an interesting story uh the g-man gary gerald will be there rick jennings uh uh one of our uh, uh local city councilmen will be there, uh, Rod Martin, Michael Merriweather, uh Greg Ostertag, Olden Polynese, um Pete Shaw, Mike Schumann, uh Reggie Theus, you know, an all-time favorite, and uh, certainly Greg Vaughn and, and many more. It's the Gold Rush Classic dot org. You know, Greg, uh, uh sponsorships, as you know, are so important to these kinds of tournaments. What would you say? To a sponsor that may be kind of sitting on the fence about uh sponsoring this tournament because uh John Jacobs can always use more sponsors because the um uh, the charities can always use more money what would you what would you say to somebody sitting on the fence
1: you know what i I have, I have I have something I live by I never want to tell people what to do with their money but if they're sitting on the fence about a charity where they don't know where the money's going or they have some doubts you know, go to the organizations that, you know, these. Um, this revenue was promised to and ask them, ask questions and say, you know, is this legit? Because I'll tell you about my foundation, not one person gets paid. You know, I have Amy and Bob from Full Resource Group and myself, there's three of us, you know what I mean, trying to orchestrate this thing. And John, I I, I wouldn't be there if I didn't believe in John, if I didn't believe in Mr. Jacobs, I, I, I would not be there. Uh, you, you know, I, I, I think people sort of forget sometimes as they, you know, they'll see a, I don't even know how much portions are at John or the ships, you know, but like with my, oh man, that's a lot of money to play around the golf, but the money and around the golf, is going to save lives and going to make a difference. It's not going in our pockets. And that's what people have to understand. You know, we're not, I, I can speak for myself. I did not set my foundation up to to live off of it. I set it up to make a difference in the world and in our community. And so, you know, that would be my message to people. The money's going to help people and help our community become better and strengthen organizations. And that's the reason to, you know, be a sponsor or to, or to, you know, buy a foursome, whatever you can do to help. Because sponsorship, you have to remember, sounds a small, small city and uh, it, the same people are carrying the same, same nut. Every tournament, every sponsorship deal. So, you know, it, it, sometimes it's just whatever you can give. You know, it makes a difference. But sponsors are hard to come by. And I hate asking people. I, you know, I sort of throw that on Bob and Amy. I don't want to ask anybody for anything. And you know what? We'll make do with whatever we have. God's good and he's going to allow us to make a difference, whether that's – uh A huge difference or a minute difference. But, you know, all I can say to the people is we need you to help us make Sacramento a better place in our, you know, our, our local region, I should say, because we touch people outside of Sacramento. We need everyone.
2: Well said, uh, Greg. You you set a really fine example, and uh, we, we, we need to walk in the footsteps beside you. That's Greg Vaughn. Thanks so much for being with us on the show today.
1: Hey, thank you, guys. Uh, S- Scott, I'm looking forward to playing golf with you soon. Are you going to be at Bobby's tournament?
3: I am. Both, both Frank and I will be out there, so we'll look forward to uh, using your drive for a, a couple of holes. Hopefully, <laughs> you'll come over and help us out, and I'll be at the Gold Rush as well. Okay. Uh, hey, hey, love you guys, man. Thank you. Yeah, much, much love, Greg. Great to hear from you.
2: It's, it's the Gold Rush Classic dot org, uh, benefiting Jordan's Guardian Angels Make a Wish, and so much more. Congratulations to uh, John Jacobs and his team for putting this together. July thirteenth and fourteenth at Rancho Murrieta Country Club. Scott, that wraps up another week of the Golf to Go Radio Hour on Sacktown Sports 1140. Thanks for being alongside and thanks to our guests, uh, Bob Klein and Greg Vaughn and uh, everybody else that loves the game of golf. Keep playing it. It's fun.